Welcome to the Collaboration Space. Pull up a chair in our virtual conference room as we share ideas on how you can create an engaging and productive digital workplace. Join AVISPL hosts Nancy Lucier and Anthony Salvegi, along with expert guests, as we chat about fostering collaboration in the office and online through video conferencing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Collaboration Space. I am here with my co-host, as usual, Anthony Salvegi. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Good, good. So, Anthony, I hear that we are going back to the office next week, maybe one or two days a week. Are you excited about that? I am, just because I'm, I, I think the routine we've been for the last few months, while it was novel at first, after a while you start to miss you know, seeing other people in person as opposed to just over a video. And I think you know, you've heard about video fatigue. I can definitely say I've been feeling it. So, yeah, I am looking forward to at least part-time going back and at the same time enjoying the benefits of not having to make, to make a long commute all the time. Me too. I, I have a little bit of a commute, about 45 minutes, which isn't horrible. But since I haven't done it, I'm definitely spoiled. But like you, I am excited to get back and see people in person. And I know that we do have to follow some rules to, to keep ourselves and each other safe. You know, we'll have social distancing and we're wearing masks. And, you know, I'm a little bit anxious about maybe meeting in those closed spaces, meeting in conference rooms. And I know we're going to meet in small groups. And, you know, we'll take some extra precautions there. But at the same time, we need to make sure that all these precautions and these safety measures don't stop us from collaborating, you know, and working together, which is the reason we want to get back together in the first place versus just meeting over video. And we want to make sure that we still have a great user experience in the meeting room, whether we're in the room or, you know, we're the virtual participant who's dialing in from home. And Anthony, I think we've got somebody with us to talk a little bit more about this today. Can you introduce our special guest? I can indeed. Our special guest is Lori Berg, who is the director of Symphony Marketing for AVISPL. Hi, Lori. Hi, everybody. So let me start with this, Lori. How have you seen conference room control and device management evolve since you've been in the industry? I've been in the industry for about 20 years, and my focus has primarily been on video during that time. There are a few things I've seen change over over uh, the two decades. So first, video went from a nice-to-have, limited to executives and non-shared spaces, to really accessible to everyone from anywhere. I don't think anything has shown that more than, uh, than 2020. But more accessible technology means, quite frankly, more things that can break and go wrong. Second, I've seen some of the traditional technology fear start to dwindle. So once upon a time, everyone was scared to touch technology without IT's help for fear of breaking something. Really limited the usage of collaboration technology. You know, those remote controls with the colored buttons that no one knew what to do with. And the fact that there were actually five of them usually sitting in a room it was a bit overwhelming for your kind of average user. People now are much more comfortable today. However, that brings its downside too, because now more people are, let's say, mucking around with technology deployed without a clear understanding of what they're doing or what they're unplugging or changing. And third, I think it's the expectation of quality. We see that cycle with all sorts of technologies. It, it used to be that the quality was defined by what you used, for example, telepresence versus desktop conferencing. But now that's kind of all merged. And, and as we expect a high quality from everything. So now it's more related to the where, not the what. 
The quality in the office is expected to be higher than at home. All of these changes, uh, to me, bring us back to the same thing, the user experience and how do we provide the best user experience no matter the technology or situation. So that's really what I've seen in in the last two decades to me in those conference rooms and video technologies. Right. And so you talk about, you know, people becoming more comfortable with technology over the years. So in terms of the experience the customer wants, what have you heard from them about what they want out of their technology to do for them? I've been able to have some great conversations with different customers over the years. Um, Like I said, watching video go from nice to have to a must have was really, really exciting. But I think recently there's been some common trends in conversations. So IT departments are stretched thin with so many people at home trying to go through a reentry process like you and Nancy were even talking about before. And then dealing with new technologies that were deployed, some which IT departments initiated, but quite frankly, some people were just downloading on their systems by themselves at home. So I think standards have become a bit more important. And that doesn't necessarily mean that every room has to be set up exactly the same way, but there has to be some assemblance as to the tools being used, new well-being processes and requirements. You and Nancy touched on that, that really aids in the touchless or touchless-like environment that people are looking for. But then also what 2020 has shown us is really just how reactionary and unprepared organizations were with such a worldwide crisis. I mean, who whoever thought that there would be an inventory shortage on laptops? You know, we're used to things like if a hurricane is coming, right? You know ahead of time it's contained to a particular location. History has proven that some locations are more prone to hurricanes. There's There's almost an aspect of readiness with things like that. But 2020 was really beyond what most were prepared for. So now organizations are trying to go back in time, flesh out some of those reactionary things that they did, decisions that they made, and build new strategies moving forward. But just like earlier, this all leads back for me to the user experience. So how do organizations accommodate moving forward? How do they leverage all of the advancements in technology and self-service that they now have at their fingertips while making sure the experience of their users is not just acceptable but great how do they account for the new fear before it was the fear of breaking technology now it's the fear of touching it so that's really where some of these conversations are going and and figuring out what does the customer want, need, require for new technologies, new processes, new regulations that they have to go forward, all to make the user experience a positive one, both with the technology and with each other. Nancy made a great comment before about being able to get with people, right, and talking to people again. And that's one of the things that we need to accommodate for, but in a safe manner moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, Lori. To to go back to what you were saying, it's it's not just about okay. I don't know how the technology works. I'm not sure that I want to use the technology at this yeah. point. So yep. now we've got extra things we need to take care of. We need to yep. make sure you know how to use the technology and you feel comfortable using it and be, feel comfortable with other people being in the room. Yep. Yeah, and in terms of strategies you were talking about that organizations have to have, and in terms of addressing the fear that people may have of touching the equipment now, whereas, you know, they might be comfortable with it on a technological level, but as far as actually physically interfacing with it, there's some hesitancy there. Can you think of, or are there are there general or even specific solutions you have in mind 
that companies can use as part of their strategy that they can bring into the workplace to both improve the experience and to make the user feel more secure about about their well-being. Honestly, I don't think there's a silver bullet. There's some great solutions being deployed, and, and it ranges from digital signage applications being able to reach the laptop and mobile devices to help people feel like they're connected again, right? But then there are new people count and proximity technologies being deployed to really aid in that well-being and that re-entry process. And of course, new or even rejuvenated self-service solutions that we see with conferencing and things, enabling people to simply limit their interaction of both people and peripherals. There's no such thing as touch-free, but if we can minimize what we're touching, feeling confident that what we're touching is clean, we're certainly easing some of those pain points. But when everything is deployed, there is still one thing that has been the cornerstone of the user experience, and that is how does an organization make sure that the technology is working? So if a proximity sensor is down, guess what? It can't aid in the well-being promise it made. The user experience is dependent on the technology being used. That's where, selfish plug, AVISPL Symphony really comes in. And what we've done with our most recent release in 5.0 was hit on some of these topics, but in some new ways. So Symphony has really been there watching over the collaboration technology estate, monitoring, controlling, not just individual devices, but the local and video-enabled spaces, relying on those devices working directly with manufacturers and solutions deployed for many years. And when something does happen, when video gets uh, what I like to call schmutzy, when a projector is getting too hot, Symphony is there, auto-generating tickets for help desks around the world to monitor, control, and resolve things remotely. It's facilitating the remote moderation of those meetings. So people are and remain muted, for example. Remote. It's a word that could not be more important than I think it is today. Doing things remotely brings about efficiencies. We know that. We've always talked about that. But today, it also limits the interactions, limits the interactions of technology and people. So if we think about reentry, how do we ensure the safety of all of our colleagues? And that's something we all think about, right? It's not just IT. It's not just a single department. All of us are thinking about that. If we think about reentry, how do we limit the amount of unnecessary contact? We've brought to Symphony an automated workflow engine allowing for such things as room readiness, powering down, all to be accomplished remotely with one click of a button. So what does that actually mean for customers? They don't need to send out their IT people or their facilities personnel to each and every room running into rooms that are already being used, running into people in the hallway, bumping into the things that we don't want to bump into. They can conduct all of this activity from the safety of their home, from the safety of their office, from the safety of their car. And we've put meeting moderation and room control into the hands of the meeting participant, of the meeting owner with a mobile app that that's actually going to be available the end of November. And when I brought up standards earlier, this app provides some of that because with a standard single interface that looks and behaves the same no matter what room or meeting you're in, you can utilize it. You can moderate and control yourself. So let's take an example. 
If I'm in a room that has the ability to remotely control the shades, for example, I can do that from my app. If I'm in a room that has the ability to remotely turn displays on and off, I can do it from my app. I'm not touching remote controls. I'm not touching panels. I'm not touching anything except my app, my iPhone or my smart or mobile device. Our customers don't have to learn how to use multiple apps. They don't have to learn how to use multiple technologies. They just use one single standard app to both make the connections easy, make the moderation easy, make it in their control, but it also means they don't have to touch things. And that's what it's about today, right? Not having to touch things if I don't really have to, if I can give them another way. I love that you mentioned that there is an app coming and all I have to touch is my own phone. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And you also touched on, you know, not only are we keeping the meeting participants safe, we're keeping IT support teams safe too, because they don't have to physically go to the room. Correct. And if they do, they can look at calendars of those rooms. They can make sure they're not in use. They can minimize the people that they're coming into contact, right? We can't make everything in the world touch-free, but we certainly can minimize it as best we can. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great news. That's a great point that Lori made about how you're bringing the capabilities of what's inherent in the room and its technology to be able to say control certain things, control the shades, control the lighting, control the turning on and off of, of devices, and you're bringing all of that into an app that you control from your own personal device. I think that's an amazing accomplishment and something that greatly enhances the user experience, not just because of control, because it's personalized control, right? It's something that you can do on your own and you don't have to use technology that's sitting there in the room. It's what you're comfortable with. And I, I just, to me, that resonates as being so powerful and so valuable. We're pretty proud of it ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will look forward to that coming soon in November from AVISPL Symphony. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation today about, you know, going back to the office safely and keeping our shared spaces safe. Thank you so much to our special guest, Lori Berg. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. And Anthony, thanks for joining me as usual. Pleasure, Nancy. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off and we will see you next time in the collaboration space. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time in the collaboration space. Until we meet again, you can connect with us online. Our Twitter handle is at AVISPLinfo, and you'll also find us on LinkedIN and AVISPL.com.